Hello there. What's up? My name is Nate. You're listening to Life Tips Podcast. Welcome. Everyday life topics with advice and tips for becoming a better you. This show is all about self-improvement. Each episode is unique to whatever you're going through, and it doesn't matter your youth or gender. Everyone can benefit. But the reality is that nobody is perfect. There's always going to be downfall with rising, and there's something to improve upon every single day. So if you want to make changes in your life, then follow along, and I'll help you take yesterday's mistakes and master them for a new tomorrow. Let's get started. All right, before we get started with this episode today, if you are brand new to Life Tips, thank you, thank you, thank you. I look forward to uh, impacting your life and I pray that you take something that I've said to heart, jot it down in your notes, on your phone, in your notepad, wherever, and just plan to apply it to your life. If you are a current or faithful listener of the show who have been with us since day one, welcome back. Excited to continue this journey with you, and we hope that you continue to enjoy the show as you always do. All right, let's get started. What's up, world? Welcome back to Life Tips Season 7. I'm your host, Nate, and I'm an inspirational speaker. Let's introduce y'all to today's guest. All right. So, for episode 11, we will be discussing the harp, thirst, and blackonomics. Featuring Jazz. Jasmine. Princess Jasmine. I know, right? Where did we meet? Y'all probably like, how did you meet this girl? Uh, Okay, well, let's see. Clubhouse. I know, right? Almost every, like, third guest on the show this season has been from Clubhouse. Y'all, that app has just blessed the socks off of this podcast. So, yeah, there's a uh, Clubhouse link-up room that, you know, typically takes place between 8.30 and, like, 10 every morning. I got hip to it, Jazz was in it, and the rest is history at this point. So, yeah, without further ado... I'm going to shut up, and we're going to get into this episode, and I'm telling you, what y'all about to hear from Jazz is so amazing, like, I I can't put into words just how amazing it's going to be, so sit back, check it out, listen to Jazz, and I'll come back at the end for closing remarks.
All right, y'all. Here we go. Episode 11. Three episodes left in season seven, and then we'll be finished. But um, we made it. It's been great. I hope y'all enjoyed last week with Tab and uh, listening to uh, her motivating messages from her podcast and just honestly from her speaking brand. I mean, she's just so amazing. So we're going to keep on rolling. We have another amazing person in our midst today. I am here with the owner and CEO of Blackonomics and um, Thirsty Inc. as well, which is why this episode title is called The Harp, Thirst, and Blackonomics. Y'all probably are like, wait, what? You know, we're we're going to talk about being thirsty tonight? No, we're not. Um, type of thirsty, okay? We're not going to talk about that. But um, the harp actually relates to her Instagram. So, um, yeah, there. That's where the naming and everything comes from. It just based all based around this amazing young woman that I met on Clubhouse. Um, unfortunately, um, Clubhouse. This season is literally going to be the only season we're going to get Clubhouse guests simply because uh had a little uh, mishap uh, recently where I had to like completely cut off my old phone and my old number because it was swiped. And with it went my uh, instant Clubhouse access. So uh, I got a new line and a new phone and... Uh, yeah, getting back on Clubhouse is a little bit of a hassle now. So, yeah, there goes Clubhouse for the foreseeable future, but who knows? Might get back on later. So, anyway, let's welcome Jazz onto the show. Hey! Hi! It's so good to podcast with you at this point. <laughs> you a way to podcast. <laughs> yep, so... Pretty much before we get into who Jazz is, uh, we met on Clubhouse, obviously. Uh, we were in a pretty amazing uh, morning chat room get together, and that's how we ended up meeting, connecting, and then boom, I got connected to more people and had more people on the show uh, from the Black Economics family and who I'll be recording with uh soon so super excited about that and uh yeah so um now that we've talked about well now that I've talked about how we met um let's uh let's go so I'm gonna stop talking and let Jazz share a little bit about herself share her story with us and uh yeah so, um, I create these stuff. That's basically what I can say to you about myself. Um, Thirsty Incorporated is a nonprofit organization that mentors youth and young adults ages 12 to 22. Um, we thirst for knowledge. We thirst for opportunities. We thirst for experience. We thirst for networks. We thirst for good grades. We thirst for a better opportunity and better salaries. So, um... Basically, we prepare you to become adults or for adulthood. 
We focus on financial literacy, gardening, sewing, um, cooking, um, politics, even self-awareness and mental health. So um, the biggest thing about Thirsty is we build networks by participating in community service. So it could be something as simple as going to the soup kitchen or Second Harvest Food Bank. We have done things at the diaper bank or community cleanups where we'll bring DJs and make it um, relatable to our youth. Um, but yes, we also have after school programs to help them with their academics. And we just try our best to relate to them, give them people that's around their age, not act like their mom or auntie, but be more of that big cousin, big sister type deal. And um encourage them and motivate them and give them the jewels that we wish we had when we were their age. Um, so from that, I mean, I could talk about myself all day, but I create stuff. <laughs> um, I created Black Economics because Black Lives Finally Mattered when 2020 came and the pandemic happened and Black people decided to come together to Black out um, the economy on 4th of July. So... I don't believe in asking people to do things and not giving them a resource to do it. I think that's the CEO side of me. But in order for us not to buy from other races or other organizations, businesses, whatever, I figured that we should put a lot of black businesses in one spot. And now you know where you can go spend your money. And that created a monthly event that turned into a bi-weekly event that is now turning into workshops and all type of stuff. So, um, yeah, on top of that, I work for the Urban League. I um, create programs for youth and mental health association. Right now we're working on a Peace Garden as well as our summer youth employment program. So life has been definitely busy. Um, however, I stay in the, I guess, world of creating dope things for youth and small businesses around our community. Mm. <laughs> that's, that's incredible. How long have you been doing all this? So we started Thirsty back in 2012. Um, I think, honestly... It has just been life. I grew up doing community service. I grew up in church. I grew up in National Women of Achievements. I was president of FBLA. I was captain of the cheer well, JV cheerleading squad. I became a majorette my upperclassman year because I wanted to shake my butt and cheerleading didn't allow you to really shake your butt. So let's get on the band, you know? Um, but yeah, it's just, I created my lifestyle to make me money and to allow me to, it's been hard, don't get me wrong, but to be sustainable in my passion. And I guess you could say how long you've been doing this, 2020, 2012, but really 1988. Wow. 2012, but really 1988. So... We're just going to go with the 2012 part um, <laughs> and just say that she's been doing this for about a decade professionally since, you know, <clears throat> but it is good to know that all of the, uh, all of the reasoning and the why as to, you know, reasons and intention behind why you do what you do was, you know, has stemmed from 
your uh, young age. So, um, yeah. Um, this que- this next question is kind of weird because I'm actually in the exact same uh, the exact same boat. I work for Be More Events in Timonium, uh, which is out here in Baltimore, uh, about. Uh, 15 minutes from the Ravens Stadium, and uh, we essentially do the same thing. We're nonprofit, and um, there's a bunch of campaigns that we, uh, you know, take care of. And so, this question I had for Jazz was like, tell us a little bit about what being an event planner is like, what life tips and advice do you have for those listening that may desire that as a career speaking towards like what she does now to make money and everything. But it's kind of strange because now I'm doing the same thing. So I'll talk to you all about that part a little bit, uh, a little bit later on. You'll probably do a job related uh, podcast episode. But um, seeing as Jazz has been doing event planning way longer than I have, I just got into the game. Uh, yeah, talk to us about that for a, for a minute. I'm sure there's someone listening that wants to do the same thing you're doing, uh, you know, in life and probably just is a little bit stuck on uh, how, what to do first. My biggest advice, I think, is general. And, you know... Life hits everybody in different ways, but I believe that we all learn the same lesson in some way, Um, regardless if it takes somebody a year to learn it versus somebody else a decade. um, There's still things that we have to learn, but Nike says it best, just do it. Um, Mm. You can think about something all day, and perfection is a form of procrastination. Mm. So it doesn't have to be perfect for you to get it moving and momentum is everything when i learned that momentum was was everything it made me keep going like i couldn't stop because if i stopped then i would have to start all the way back over so once i got my name out there um i'll never forget it was eats and beats um 2018 it's the annual event that I do for our youth. We do a boss camp every summer, and they create their own um, companies. A lot of them do, like, T-shirts and headbands and, you know, fashion jewelry and things like that. So we have a community day where they are our vendors, and the community comes and buys from our youth. And I've had, I've had five students to actually start their business and to keep it going where they still make money. So anyway, um, that was one of my best events. It was a great turnout. We had at least 400 people. We had a stage, the sound, the DJ, the kids got up there, freestyle. We had an ops battle. And it was just love. Like, you could just feel the vibe, you know? And I couldn't stop. It was just like, what can I do next? What can I do next? I did a prom next after that. And shortly, maybe like a year later, came Black Anonymous, which became a whole different LLC, right? So, like, it's all about momentum. It's all about momentum. And remember that perfection is a form of procrastination. So just 
do it. It doesn't have to be perfect. Everybody messes up. Nobody's perfect. Nothing is going to, if it was perfect and the day of, I promise you something is going to go wrong. Like, <laughs> you just have to do it. You have to keep that momentum going and keep telling yourself, like, repeat it. I got to do this. I got to do this. What's up, family? It's your hostess with the mostest T the goat from over at Powerfully Black and Excellent. It's the podcast that seeks to make your skin folk, your kin folk all across the nation, baby. Now, look, I'm not going to be on here for too long, but listen, if you're looking for a way to find out more about black entrepreneurs and business professionals, we got you. If you're looking for a way to entertain yourself on a lazy Sunday, we got you. If you're looking for motivation, inspiration, or something that just puts that fire underneath of you to make sure that you follow your passion, we got you over at Powerfully Black and Excellent. You can find us on almost all streaming platforms under the name Powerfully, Black and Excellent without the E. You know what I'm saying? But we launch a new episode every week on Sunday at 12 p.m. So if you're not listening to us, I don't know what you're doing. Come join the fam. Okay, we are back from commercial break. And Jazz is here with us. Um, so. We'll we will get back to this question a little bit later because there is a follow up to this. Uh, but I do want to get into talking about uh, Jazz's passion for young people. Um, again, <laughs> when I originally put this together, I had no idea that I was going to end up in the same daggone, you know, area of expertise as my friend across the screen from me. Uh, but life shifted. I left my old career path. And I'm now essentially on a, a similar career path. And it's kind of crazy. So when I ask Jazz to tell her us a little bit about her passion for young people... You know, why is mentorship important? Any advice or life tips for those listening who may be impacting the life of a young person at this time, like fellow mentors? Um, kind of crazy that I'm actually, you know, with a company that caters towards that. And my actual campaign is, you know, putting, you know, programs in schools for kids and mentorship and crazy how this is all coming together so um yeah yeah crazy how it's all coming together so go ahead um tell us about your passion you know talk about the importance of mentorship give the give more life tips etc etc i just think you know um are you well i don't think i know are you our future and we have seen 
we have seen the consequences of not knowing things or staying in a child's space to an extent, you know, um, as a young adult, I find it very important to make sure that you know how to make money because that is what is needed. So a lot of times I know when we went to college, we was running off of oodles and noodles and refund checks. And once you graduate from college, now you got these student loans and you get a, you might get a good job, but you're still paying your student loan back. You paying your mortgage. Then you got utilities and all that stuff. Like if we could teach youth about financial literacy and just life tips in general, I feel like it will not take them to 30, 35 to start having more than seven streams of revenue or knowing to invest into the stock market or they can start i'm hoping like by time 2025 come 18 year olds are talking about open iras and they're ready for retirement you know um we can't we can't keep doing the same thing over and over again and i think we need to expose our youth to opportunities and experience mm -hmm. and not allow them to just stay at home and stay in a child's place just because they're young because mm -hmm. we're raising adults not children mm -hmm. so, i think i mean that's why i think mentorship is important i mean our parents can tell us stuff all day but when you find somebody that you i don't know you can relate to you understand mm -hmm. y'all listen to the same music you want to be like them, right. um, see them driving a car that you like, or they're a little bit older and they got some swag with them or something. You know what I mean? Like you, you seem to pay them more attention than your parents or your grandma or your teacher or whatever figure of authority that you can think of. So it's our time to build our future. And we have to not forget not only our youth, but we can't forget our seniors because there's some wisdom and knowledge in them as well that our youth need. And if we don't get it to pass it down, they don't get it at all. You know, um, yeah, we, we we are that bridge. We have to act like it. Mm, and that. Who? That's why thirsty income black economics exists. Like that's that's totally awesome. Um, so, wow. So <clears throat> you kind of helped a little bit, a little bit with this a little bit earlier on, excuse me, in the show, but um, what actually was going down when you started Thirsty Inc. and Blackonomics back in 2012? Like, where were you in that point of life? Take us back in time a little bit. And um, yeah. Mm -hmm. 2012, 2012, mm -hmm. black and I wouldn't even thought about. <laughs> um, 2012. Huh, I want to say, oh, mm, 2012. I was a CNA at Baptist Hospital. I was working 65 to 70 hours. I think it was. Um, Every week, I think it was. We we mm -hmm. twelve hour shifts. Um, we did three and four at times, but sometimes I would pick up shifts and work overtime just because I like checks, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, but I had got fired, and 
I got fired on April Fool's Day. So if anybody tells me that my guy doesn't have a sense of humor, honey. So anyway, got fired on April Fool's Day. Um, I really thought it was a joke. It wasn't a joke. Um, my nurse manager, we were real close, and she was telling me what happened or whatever and all the legalities or whatever. So she told me that the last time she got fired, she got the best position in her life. So she was kind of, I guess she was trying to get me to look at the bright side of things. So it gave me a lot of time to sit down. Um, I grew up in church, so the Bible was where I turned, so I wouldn't get depressed or too far down in the hole. Um, and honestly, it was just stuff dropping. I was over the youth dance ministry at my church at the time. I have three baby cousins that I used to take to complete their community service hours with Cosby Scholars. Mm-hmm. So, um, in that, I just knew that I was supposed to work with youth. I knew I was supposed to help. Like, even being the CNA, I was there to help people, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, my business plan formed by me reading the Bible for two weeks. And I got fired in April. I got fired in April of 2020. I mean, of 2011. Mm-hmm. And by January of 2012, I had my first contract in a charter school to work with youth. Mm-hmm. Look at God. Wow. He prepared the table before me in the presence of my enemies. Tell me about my it. Runneth over. Mm, tell me about it. <laughs> and that, like, that literally is just like, when I tell you, I, I already know, I already knew this, like, when I first met Jazz on Clubhouse, but I already knew that, like, Black economics has, you know, had blown up, but Clubhouse. I'm willing to bet that Clubhouse has helped Black economics just explode like crazy since its launch. So, tell us a little bit, a little bit about that real quick before we go into our last several segments of this episode. Like, what has you been learning from being on Clubhouse since? Uh, you know, getting the invite to join the app. Uh, would you recommend Clubhouse to anybody that hasn't gotten hip yet in terms of, you know, learning about it, et cetera, et cetera? This is going to sound so funny, but for anyone that is afraid to talk to strangers or do public speaking, I recommend Clubhouse. Um, if you are already social, I mean, it's up to you. It's a social media, you know, it's whatever. But for me, it got me out of my shell. Um, it let me know that my words are valuable and I can drop some jewels. <laughs> um, I'm actually proud of my name, but my nickname on Clubhouse is Chief Pastor Jazz. And it's simply because we put the group together. Well, I was one of the founding members of the group. Um during some of our conversations, I have a tendency to spit out some Bible birth verses, or you might hear me speak some truth and sound like somebody's pastor. And then my name is Jazz. So, like, um, it really, it, it showed me that I can be a leader in any capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, it also showed me that my fears are what stops me. Because mm-hmm. when I first got on Clubhouse, I would not speak. I wouldn't do anything. Um, it also showed me to 
move in your own lane, in your own car, at your own pace. So while everybody else might have 500 um, followers or whatever the case may be, or while rooms might have 100 people and our clubhouse room might only have eight at a time, it's the power of conversation is the change of conversation we have 15 black people that gets together every morning and has a conversation now all 15 might not be on the same song but there is a consistent 15 that sticks together mm-hmm. my favorite part about that is why i think black economics has expanded is because it's not only the events that we do it's the mindsets and the life changing that we do during these clubhouse calls. These 15 people, we buy our shirts from one person. We have a lawyer. We buy, well, we go to the gun range for one person on the firearm business. Um, we have a caterer, so we'll go get food from her. Or if we have an event, we cater from her. But the point is, we circulate our dollars amongst each other. And we have so many talents that it continues to circulate. And I think that is a start of what our black community needs to start doing. I will buy from my friends before I go to the mall. And it's simply because we believe in supporting each other. We want to get to a point where my friend, she might buy it wholesale and I might buy it retail. But when she buys another, I guess, shipment or whatever, she's buying from a white man. So let's teach our kids agriculture. Let's teach them how to make fabric. Let's teach them how to cut out patterns and design the clothes so we can really be circulating our black dollars. Um, Tesla, the, what's it called? Black market? Black, black Wall Street? Um, Tesla money stayed in their community for a year. A year. We, as Black people in 2021, our money stays in our community for less than six hours. That's that's a big deal. That's a lifestyle. That's your mind. That's... (laughs) It ain't nothing but that. So once you get to a point where you learn that you can create dope stuff and just do it, and you have to have a support system, like your network is your network, like... I think we'll, we'll, we can learn from other cultures. Let's put it like that. We can definitely learn from other cultures. We're great. Don't get me wrong. But we have some lessons that we need to learn. I'm the host of the Women Are Royalty podcast, where we have raw conversations with little women who walk according to a royal standard. You can find my show, Women Are Royalty, on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Um, which is really excited. I was really excited when it when they dropped on iHeartRadio. So yes, you can find it on iHeartRadio. I have a podcast, Spotify podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast. Want to get smooth jazz like this into your podcast? YouTube has the answer. No, they're not sponsoring this, but this information is publicly available to anyone. All you have to do is hit up www.youtube.com and search for non-copyright smooth jazz with sax. Because let's be honest, nobody has time to deal with copyright lawsuits out here. So, remember, that's www.youtube.com and search. Now, let's ride this out for a bit, and then we'll return for more with Nate 
and his guests. finish up the last segment and um y'all already know on this show we talk about life and we give advice and tips on becoming the best version of yourself in all capacities and that's basically what jazz and i do together in different avenues um And as much as it's important to, like, talk about the key aspects of life and help give the next generation hope that they can do better than the generation before them and set them up right, you know, with all the resources and tools to create the life that they want, there's honestly no better lesson or teaching than interpersonal development. Because once you develop yourself, everything else external will flow from that. And that's why the show exists. (laughs) So we can talk about these things. And so... That's kind of where we're going to like end with jazz today. I really want to like dive into uh a little bit of a little bit of these uh interpersonal interpersonals because I know for a fact that she's teaching these things to the young people that she comes across in her day-to-day uh, life. So Let's start off with self-love, self-care, et cetera, et cetera, because that's being thrown around like crazy during the pandemic. And it's it was cliche at first. Now it's really, you know, just been hitting home because there were two halves of the pandemic on to be to be completely honest with y'all the first half of the pandemic was the lockdown phase where it's like all right y'all got to be at home cuz it's ridiculous outside and you don't know you know what could happen so stay home go to the grocery store if you need to go to the doctor's office if you need to wear your mask other than that just stay home that was the lockdown phase Then we moved into the reopening phase, and we're still in the reopening phase now, but where I'm going with this is that in the second half of the pandemic life going from 2020 into 2021, we really started diving into self-care, self-love, more people started getting into therapy than ever before. More people started getting life coaches. I have a I have a relationship-based life coach, which really helps with what I'm doing. And um, you know, jazz is 
a mentor and a coach to so many kids. And so I really want to talk about self-love and self-care because it's critical to like not just teach it to the generation coming behind us, but it's also critical to like put it into practice for ourselves. So I just want to know like, what do you do like, and I'm sure our audience listening would love to know, like, how do you balance your self-care and self-love with all the things that you're undertaking in your life every day? And then we'll go into the follow-up question. This actually stemmed from the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Being real with myself. Just <laughs> be okay with being in my emotions. Being okay with calling myself crazy. Being okay with calling myself lazy and I didn't do a good job today. Um, Being real, you know, um, and knowing that it is what it is. Like, and don't cry over spilled milk. You can't get tomorrow back. I mean, yesterday back. So let's focus on tomorrow, you know. Um, that's, that's the main thing I can say. I mean, it's been times the, what you call it, the lockdown portion mm-hmm. of the pandemic. I was depressed, depressed. Like, mm. oh, if you can take me now, Lord, I'm ready to go. Like, what are we waiting for? You know, but at the same time, just not even a year. Well, now I guess it's been a year. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I got a new job. I got a new car. experiencing the 2020 Honda Accord or being an executive at an urban league and not even having a college degree or being a founder of a nonprofit organization in the LLC um, at the age of 30, I think I'm 33 I don't know, I think I'm 33 so like so you know self care is to be real with yourself and to Get to know yourself like you're your best friend and be okay with being like, girl, you need to check yourself because I had to check myself. Mm, mm. Well, that answers the second question um, <laughs> about what self-love really is. Um, but, you know, self-care and self-love, they I guess they can be similar. Um <laughs> self-care yeah sure you have to in order for you to be real with yourself you have to be mindful Mm -hmm. so that might be reading a book and sitting down and gaining some knowledge or perspective of somebody else Mm -hmm. um self-care can also be enjoying you so if you know you like water go to the beach Go to the mountains and go look at the waterfall. Go to the lake. You know, um, <laughs> you have to you have to be knowledgeable of yourself, and you have to give yourself time. The way I got out of my depression was to achieve accomplishments over and over again. So if I wanted to. 
I went to go get me some ice cream. Okay. If I thought that I need some gas and dang, like your gas is kind of low, I purposely went and got, got gas right then. So I can see me saying my gas is low and then I can see my gas ain't being on full. Mm-hmm. If I walk in my bathroom and be like, girl, you need to get this up. You know what I mean? Like um, clean, clean the tub, whatever. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I'm, I'm, I couldn't sit there and not do it. I had to see myself accomplish things. And because I was such in a deep place, it had to be small things like wash my car, wash my hair, change the sheets on my bed. Yes, you do this every day, but you can wash clothes on Monday and still the next Monday, you still need to follow these clothes that you washed, right? So you need to do it now. Like, see yourself accomplish things over and over again, and then that becomes the habit of your lifestyle. Like, the more you practice, the better you get. Which wolf, um, my favorite story is an Indian man had his granddad, his grandson with him, and it was a black wolf and a white wolf. And the grandson said, Grandpa, which wolf is, which wolf is going to grow the biggest? And he's said the one you feed the most so be mindful of what you're feeding Mm. wow be mindful of what you're feeding and that actually ties into the last two things that i want to talk about with jazz because You know, it's kind of crazy that you mentioned that you were looking after a 17-year-old family member. I was just like, whoa. But that's kind of cool because sooner or later that close bond is going to become way closer because if said person's birthday has not come yet, they'll be turning 18 soon, which means, you know, adulthood being legal, like the first step to being legal before being legal, legal at 21. And as a woman, sheesh, y'all, y'all all know this because, well, especially the women that are listening to this podcast right now, like there is nothing stronger than the 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 sisterhood bond, the woman to woman bond. Like that bond is insanely powerful. I will never be able to experience that because of my guy. That bond is powerful. So I could literally just like I was imagining jazz, you know, and you know, just and them bond the bond that they have, and just how often they'll go get their nails done, and just you know, just do women stuff together and that's just like wow so that's why i wanted to throw this surprise surprise question in here about how do you balance the different levels of relationships that you sustain on a daily basis obviously someone lives with you and that someone is in your family so you have a family member living with you that's one relationship there because you all see each other every day and you're both women so you have that woman to woman bond which is like uber powerful and then um you know i'll ask the follow-up question in just a second (laughs) um mm, 
balance in relationships or balance in life period is something that I'm working on. I'm not good at it. So, (laughs) but, um, one thing that I do to help me gain balance is a schedule. Um, I set a time certain times for certain things. So right now I have a little friend, a guy friend. So we have date nights on Mondays. So I know that Mondays I can't schedule anything because that's his night, you know? Um, as far as my mother, we used to go to grandma's house every Sunday and we would go to church then go to grandma's house to eat dinner. So Sundays are dedicated to mother daughter day. Um, I'm getting better with this calendar thing. It does help, especially when you color coordinate it. You know, you know what's what, or is this a meeting, or is this an event, whatever. Um, but balance, basically, I'm working on it. But I think so far, it's organization and setting a routine. Even if you have girls weekend every third Saturday. My friend knows that we're going to hang out with the girls and I will see you when I get back. You know what I mean? It's it's that, you know, repetitiveness, not necessarily being predictable, but kind of having a routine, being still be flexible, but know what your day consists of. All right, real quick, we got to run this back. You got a man, and I, 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 I you got a man. She's got a yo. I should have put that in the in the in the notes as an extra question. What? Okay, so that makes that makes sense as to balancing different types of relationships. Okay, Monday is for her man. Okay, congrats. Okay, yes. So, um, I hope he treats you right. Uh huh. So, um, anyway, um, even that though, like, yo, like, even she can even use that the fact that she actually has a man and like use that as a teaching point to like you know, help the young people out. I'm just saying. Anyway, um, the last relationship-based question I wanted to ask was just like, how has it been for you, like, overall? Like, I know you said you were working on it, but like, lockdown, COVID, and the world opening back up COVID, like, have you started seeing people face-to-face face or are you still virtual like what was that like for you how goes how's the transitioning how's the transition going because as y'all clearly have heard this whole episode jazz has an llc she's got a non-profit she's got a job so she's had to like go work she had to go she went from going to work to working from home and like the pandemic had probably put stuff on pause for her, but now that everything's opening back up, it's like, okay, everything's opening back up. So real quickly, like, yeah, like, 
has there has there been a difference between lockdown COVID in the world opening back up COVID or like it hasn't really changed? to see the change today okay. we had our first in-person meeting and i've been working with the urban league for or it'll be a year next month so we had our first in-person meeting mm. and although you know i work in the building with my team we still meet on zoom we might see each other for different events or programs that we have to execute however to actually have the in-person meeting was weird like <laughs> we had to drive to the meeting and then we had to sit there in front of the people and talk to them and they could see our facial expressions we couldn't hide on the phone or cut the video off of zoom and cut it on mute and answer the phone when your nephew calls or you know um I I saw a difference today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely see the difference today. Outside of that, um, I'm I'm hoping I'm liking this hybrid thing. Um, my job I have still had to go to the office, um, but I could also work from home if I didn't have to be there physically. Mm-hmm. I've even went to the beach. I went to Florida for a week just to get away. Mm-hmm. But I was still at work, um, so I could go to meetings still. I could um, answer emails still. I could create powerpoints with my colleagues still. You know, so I I'm hoping that I do not have to experience a full transition back to normalcy. Okay. I am really hoping that this hybrid thing continues, mm-hmm. and I can continue to travel and work and get a paycheck. Okay. And then on a personal level, you're still, you went back to face to face personally with like family, friends. I know you're seeing your man. There's no way you're FaceTiming all the time now. Like, what? Like, because, no, seriously, because y'all, like, when I tell you, and then Jazz is finding this out, when I tell you that I was like hyped to go see, like, have a family reunion at grandma's for mother's day i was hyped and we got there and everybody was together it was like finally we haven't done this in a year now it feels normal again so yeah i was just wondering like have you felt that with your family with friends i know you're talking to your man there's no way you're facetiming him we're slowly getting the family is slowly getting back together um our first time really together was christmas actually Mm. um and it wasn't as big as normal it was just um my grandma's three girls and their kids and then we had i want to say an uncle and we had some cousins to stop by and leave but as far as like people it might have been a good 10 of us when it's normally a good 30. um maybe 40. So, you know, throughout the day, everybody came to grandma's house. If they came for breakfast, if they came for lunch, or if they came for game night, um, they would at least come and see grandma for 30 minutes. But her grandchildren, like us, not necessarily the great-great-grands or, you know, extended family, whatever, they would, you know, we stay with her all day. So Christmas was... Christmas was a joy to have some sense of tradition back mm-hmm. into your life. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
Of course, me and my man see each other. You know that Monday night is the night. So, um, but that has been cool. One reason why I really did, like, I guess, take interest in him time was he noticed that I like to eat outside. And every time he asked me to go somewhere, we would go and I would be like, can we eat outside? And so our third date, he was like, I want to take you out and don't worry, we're going to eat outside. <laughs> so it was just noticing things and he would make sure that I feel, you know, comfortable. So I love outside. So this is, this is heaven to me. You know, I'm fine with, you know, not wanting to be inside. Just please take me outside with the fresh air. That's what I call him, my BLFA, my breath of fresh air. So. Oh God, I'm going to cry now. <laughs> wow. Oh man. So um before we go, uh what's next? Like cuz now we're in the real thick of 2021. It's no more corona, it's no more pandemic from the standpoint of just like being at home, being virtual. The world is open now to the extent where we can move about and be, you know, we still got to wear a mask, be safe because not everybody is vaccinated, but you know, um yeah really what's next because we're at we're in uh we're in may june you know july that time frame summer times here uh can you give us a little snapshot of what summertime and then maybe even the fall as we come to the last half of the year is going to look like for you when it comes to just everything collaborations collaborations and more collaborations we cannot sit here and promote black economics if we do not build a network and we we believe that we're stronger together mm. so collaborations 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 my favorite thing um to look forward to in november 2021 is the black economics award and to give all of us a chance to dress up um, recognize some entrepreneurs for the great work that they have done throughout this Black Economics season, not only at Black Economics, but through our workshops, through mm -hmm. marketing, through um, organi organizing their back office, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, getting trademarks, things like that. Um, mm -hmm. I, I believe we, su we should support each other by patting each other on the back and giving flowers before they can't smell them anymore. So, um, Collaboration, collaboration, collaboration. If anybody want to collaborate with Black Anonymous or Thirsty Incorporated, we are open. Even urbanly, we are open. We cannot build if we are divided. Wow. Wow. Awesome sauce. So, one more time. Um, where can we uh, follow everything? Even including you on so on socials, clubhouse, et cetera, et cetera, so we can uh, keep up with you. Um, Thirsty Incorporated can be found at thirstyinc.org, thirstyinc.org, um, underscore thirstyinc underscore on Instagram, thirstyinc on Facebook. Um, so again, thirstyinc.org. And then Black Anomics is Blacko on Instagram and Black Anomics on Facebook. Um, 
blackonomics.life is our website. Also, I always promote Urban League because I love my Urban League family. Absolutely love my job. Um, but the Urban League is WSUrban.org. When I tell you we help the community, right now we're doing a summer youth employment program where we are employing youth and paying them and giving them job development skills um, mm -hmm. all summer long. So, yes, WSUrban.org, Blackonomics.life, and ThirstyInc.org. Sweet. Well, thanks for coming on board. Appreciate you. Problem. <laughs> Jazz. Oh, man. Thank you so much, homie, for coming on the show and for just sharing everything that you did. I learned a lot. I hope our listeners learned a lot, too. I feel like they did because this episode is probably going to blow up. But yeah. Um, and also, thanks for contributing to my friends group literally like we're friends now so it's lit but um y'all probably like what how many don't even try to figure it out because i'm gonna just tell you all right now we got two more clubhouse people in season seven so hang tight because it's going to be a pretty interesting end to season seven. We got two more Clubhouse people to go. But, uh, yeah. I'll see y'all in the next episode. Which just so happens to be Bonus 3. Featuring Tati. So, I'm going to go. I'll see y'all in Bonus 3 on Friday featuring Tati. And, yeah. If you want to follow Life Tips on social media, we have a Facebook account and a Twitter account, both at Life Tips Podcast. If you would like to follow me on social media, you can find me on Instagram at Nate underscore the underscore speaker or underscore orator Nate. Or you can follow me on Facebook at The Wise Orator. Or you can follow me on Twitter at Auth underscore Jen underscore person. That's it for this episode. See you next week.